Hello everybody and welcome to Show Hoppers Lost Season 2 Episode 2 Adrift. My name's Kurt. I'm joined by my former high school teacher and his first time through watching Lost, Mr. Sal. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. And today we're talking about Adrift. Uh, they add up to 108, by the way, I think, right? They add up to 108. Add up to 108. We learned that last episode. And I'm hoping Mr. Sal enjoyed this episode just as much as the last. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. That's for me to guess and find out. But Mr. Sal, how are you doing? I really want an Apollo bar. A what? An Apollo bar. Oh, that's a chocolate. Okay, that's a chocolate in there. Is that like, <laughs> is that, that's an actual thing? No. Okay. I'm like, I, was, I don't know what it was. Maybe it is a real thing. I, I looked up to see if it was real, but it's not. It's like you can get it on like fan merchandise. Oh, like lost fan merchandise. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like a like Breaking Bad, just like the blue math you <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I haven't looked into purchasing any of the, the, the blue. That, oh, wait, is that really blue math? <laughs> it's like rock candy, but Okay, gotcha. Sure, sure, sure. Specified it there, but um, I really want an Apollo bar. That's how I'm doing. Okay, really want an Apollo bar. That sounds like a great description title. But, <laughs> but um, I'm trying to guess how you felt about this episode in terms of a rating. Uh, for those people that haven't really seen, I have to guess Mr. Sal's rating. Uh, and he has to guess mine. Usually on the leftovers. I don't yeah, I know. So I was hoping you. Okay, so I was hoping, I was hoping yeah. you try to guess mine, and that would help indicate something on you. Yeah. I don't think you liked this one so much as the last one. You gave the last one a nine. I'm trying to think if you. you I mean, you gave a lot of episodes nine in season one, but I wonder if the last episode set a new bar that this. If this was a season one episode, this gets a nine. I'm gonna give this a nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But not as not not as much as the other episode. I don't know. I, I'm, okay, okay. I, I'm very on the fence. I loved it. This is I'm a great very, episode. This is another great episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very on the fence about whether I want to, which one I want to rank ahead of the others. So, uh, well, after we, you know, get done talking about it, I'll, I'll see what I, what I have in mind for that. But, but yeah, I, so far, season two, I, I'm loving. I'm loving season two. My like, favorite season of Lost that I've seen. Is it? I, oh, I think yeah. it's a lot of people's favorite season. And honestly, like I'm looking back on everything that happened in season one. I think I like both of these episodes better than anything from season one. <laughs> it's this is season two was a whole nother ball game compared yeah. to season one now. It's just they definitely they do slim it down. A lot more action. And mm-hmm. they don't have to do as much like mundane character buildings you know the characters pretty well like they don't need to introduce that charlie's a drug addict or at least now recovering like a right. drug addict because we know I, already I, like you. I like those or like mini origin stories i like the origin stories too but they take a while to tell them and <laughs> like those season would have lost like they take i mean charlie's episode i know you liked a lot but other episodes you didn't like as much well, I liked Charlie's first episode a lot. <laughs> yeah. I liked, but even that, like the moth, maybe I, I think I gave it an eight. I didn't give it a nine. And and uh, what was it? His second one, The, the Great Disappointment. Um, Homecoming. The, the most disappointing episode of the season. Yeah, all right, and that's Linda Loft's most uh, disappointed episode for him, personally. Yeah. So. It wasn't my least favorite, but it was the most disappointing to me. I can agree to that. I think I think it could have done a lot with that episode. Yeah. Felt somewhat squandered. Uh but you like you like a drift 
And so Ooh. normally you break down your ratings into side story, main story, yeah. flashback. Yep. Season two, we've had the issue of there's not really much of a side story going on. Yeah, so I don't I don't say side story anymore. I just there there I mean there have been two stories. Yes, two stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the 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 hatch, the raft, and the flashbacks. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. What what are your rankings for those? Uh, they're all nines. All nine. Okay. Wow. Just cross the board. Great episode. Nothing too weak. Nothing too strong. And I have to ask because I felt like this was going to be a complaint of yours that they addressed. What about Jin? Was that was that a complaint you had? Uh, that's a complaint I had the first time I watched the episode. I was like, "Wow, like, <laughs> what's up with Jin? They just completely like." But they addressed it at the end. I mean, I was yeah. thinking about it throughout the episode. I was like, "What the heck is Jin?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, but I mean, I I didn't think he was dead because Daniel is is a pretty like well-known actor and i don't know him for anything but lost so so, um i think that i I, so i figured he wasn't dead i figured either he was taken or you know drifting unconscious on a piece of the raft or something but i mean he did jump in after sawyer Mm -hmm. so it's not like yeah we saw him yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i am interested to see how he got separated from them though yeah the story of jin yeah I wonder if they will go back to that. I doubt they will, but yeah, uh, by the way, I you know, I have to I have to do a little bit of a semi gloat here. Okay. I know that I said that the these four would be reunited with the others or with with the the rest of the survivors. Mm-hmm. But they are all back on the island. So I think I I've <laughs> I get some credit for that. <laughs> I, I think, but I think you said, like, in the next, I think you said that for the finale, like, by the finale, they'll be reunited. Yeah, okay, so I was, one like, alright. You're, like, two episodes off. Two episodes, but in the time... Ten time span, as you yeah. tried to... Like, it's the next day, they're back on the island. Yeah, so you're off by a day. Okay, so, they're, they're, that raft was not even in the water for 24 hours. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. It was not. It was not. <laughs> it maybe was working for like a few hours, and it got blown up, and then they got so dropped back. So, regardless of how long they stretched that twenty-four hours out in episode time, not even a day later, they're back on the island. So, I think but, I get at but, least partial credit for that. You can have partial credit. Okay, that's okay. I'll give you like a fifty. I, I need a win in my lost predictions. I have a partial credit. Yeah, that's fine. Better than a zero in the grade book, so. A lot better, so. Yes, Congratulations on the 50. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to go. Well, okay. Do you have anything you prefer to everything? I know you love Michael's uh, backstories. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm so into. Michael and Walt's story, like really, you seem really into Walt's story. I, Walt, oh my god! I, and I, you did get to see Walt, by the way, too, though I, not fully grown Walt that you know. I know. I, I'm a little nervous about Walt because you know my Hulu banner with all the lost characters. <laughs> I can't find Walt on that banner. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little nervous about Walt, and uh, yeah. But then again, I think Boone is on that banner, so. <laughs> well, maybe I'm saying something about Boone. I mean, he's on that, but so is 
Linus. So who's that? Uh, yeah, exactly. Who's that? So so I'm confused about that banner. I think I need to not put so much stock in it. <laughs> I banner aside. So I I just want to know of the three stories, which is your favorite? If you had to pick one. I I would say not the flashback. Okay. I love the flashbacks, but I I liked the. Other I mean, you liked them all, like this. I did, yeah. I but I I think I liked the other stuff more. Um, I really I really liked what was going on on the raft, but I think what was going on in the hatch was was top notch. Okay, I think a, re- a reasonable individual, wonderful. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, let's let's get into it, I guess. By the way, sorry before before we get into it, I yeah. I love how they backed up and told us the story from a different perspective yeah getting a bit not really timey way it's not time travel or anything yeah. but yeah, yeah it, it, we see the we see the line of events though this time through uh locks and kate's eyes and then yeah. we learn more about the hatch yeah and but that, that's it we don't we don't learn anything past that it's just a, it's just a different perspective i mean how many different t- perspectives did we see on the instigating earthquake at the beginning of season two of the leftovers mm-hmm. so, I, I I love that stuff. I love seeing what was happening to this person while and that. Wrapped, yeah. yeah. So we this whole episode is a uh, back in time. Like, yeah, right. we, we we end off right where last and, ended off. Yeah, and I don't. Um, hold on a second. Let me come back to that. But I don't think I don't miss. I didn't miss Jack in this episode because. I don't feel like we missed out on what he was doing. You know, I, you know, that's a bit, that was a big complaint of mine in season one mm-hmm. was, you know, there was a Jack episode and then we don't see any Jack in the next episode. Uh, but even we did see some Jack, although it was basically the same Jack that we mm-hmm. saw in the last episode, but I don't feel like I missed out on seeing Jack because the timeline in that story didn't advance really. Yeah. We know what Jack's doing. We're not missing out at all. In fact, we already saw what he's doing. Exactly. So, so I love, I, I love this episode. <laughs> all right. You're talking your way up to a 10, Mr. Sal. Some people say, you know, the sum of a parts, you know, parts summed up more than their whole, however that saying goes. The, the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. There you go. So maybe three nines make a 10 who knows maybe maybe but you know the uh but you had mentioned that this picks up right where the last episode left off but when you say the last episode you're talking about the last episode of season one not yeah sorry i i mean this this episode takes place i was trying to say that it doesn't even start with the last episode uh took off because the the raft takes place right at the end of season one uh the hatch part takes place midway during the premiere when they go to the hatch. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we just know that it all ends at the end of episode one. So we ended at the same time here at episode two. Yep. At least we believe so. I'm, I'm assuming that when they get caught out at the beach at the end for the raft, that they are uh, at the same time. Yeah, I, that's. I think that's a safe assumption. We know yeah. that that's, you know, the next morning and probably that's about where they are in the hatch too. So, yeah, I think it's a safe assumption. Yeah. But uh, yeah, great episode. And I I I'm juggling whether or not I want to put this out. I rated this a 9. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'll go to 10. This is very yeah. it's very close. This I'm glad stuff. I'm glad you liked it more. Oh, yeah. more. I love it's it. Good. I was worried. I was worried cuz you talked about the premiere was your favorite episode to date McCall. I mean, that's great, but is it a hard act to follow, I you know. Oh, this yeah, I know. Cool. I I think that uh I think there's there's a a new scale for for lost if the season continues this way. So, okay, okay. 
Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get a 10, Mr. Sal. Yeah, I, I, th- I think there's a good chance of it. I, th- I feel like the series leveled up this season. Uh, so, good. yeah. So, uh, well, anything else? No, we can, we can okay. go. Well, we begin the episode at the end of season one with the raft being destroyed, the bombing of the raft, and we hear Walt getting taken away, and Mike yells for Walt. But now we see the scramble of what happened. So a big question mark is what are the raft boys going to do now that the raft has burned ablaze? Yep. Uh, and we see that, you know, they, they, well, we hear Jin. We never really see Jin, right? Maybe we see him a bit in the darkness, but we hear him, and then that's about it. Like we, I don't, we I don't even remember hearing him. We heard him in this episode? Yeah, you hear him right at, like, the explosion goes. I remember okay. hearing him yell Sawyer, and Sawyer yells back Jin. You do hear him at okay. the very beginning, but then that's it. You don't hear him anymore. Uh, and we find Sawyer and Mike. They find some, like remains of the raft that are floating bamboo or whatever mm-hmm. and you know they're sitting upon it well first, well first sawyer saves mike mike because you know he's he's drowning he's yelling uh walt over and over and he's able to get he's able to get mike onto like a piece of oh, got, like you know some floating bamboo and starts beating his chest mm-hmm. trying to resuscitate him yep uh, in the meantime we see the hatch and we get to see Locke's perspective of losing kate and how he ties a rope to the tree and starts to go down after her in the hatch. Yep. And that's when you get the intro. So, so the episode's showing, it's basically setting up what we're going to see. You can see the raft, and we're going to see Locke and Kate's perspective, the whole ordeal. Yeah. So we're, 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 I guess, there's no way you can tell that it's going to end off right as uh, episode one ended off. But, I mean, were you excited to at least see the hatch again? Oh, I was so, I was so excited. As soon as yeah. I saw Locke descend, I was like, oh, they're going to show us Everything that happened with Locke and Kate, I'm so excited. Yes. I, I, I love it. And and you still learn more information, uh, despite it being the same time frame. You get to learn more information because we see the new perspectives. Yep. So uh, we get back to Sawyer. Instead of beating Mike, uh, he decides to actually try to resuscitate him, and it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know, they have a bit of an exchange, and Mike is still worried about where Walt is. And, I mean, the big question in the air is, where's Jin? The whole episode, I mean, that question is going to be in the air. It does get solved at the end, so I'm not going to ask you that. Yeah. Unless, unless do you have anything, like, do you have anything remarkable to say on that? Like, you ever... No, I, I mean, I was assuming he either got picked up or died. I mean, <laughs> but I, don't, I didn't think he died, so I assumed he got picked up. I guess there's a chance he could have been unconsciously drifting, but... Drifting, that, or maybe he saved himself some way, and he's... Right different current or something okay yeah. yeah so but it's only mike and sawyer for the most part on the raft and we get the first flashback mm-hmm. uh in this case mike's we see uh he's talking to an attorney his leg's still injured from the car accident so if you can remember the time frame of mike's mm-hmm. flashback we remember he was in the hospital uh after getting hit by a car once he heard bad news from susan in terms of walt and all the other stuff and we also know Susan paid for his treatment uh, when he was in the hospital. So this kind of gives us a time frame. Okay, so it's a bit after he's out of the hospital. We don't know how long. I imagine yeah. he hit by a car. It does some damage to you. So I, I don't know how long. Um, we know right now he doesn't walk with a cane. So right. I have no clue the exact time frames. But we have some whereabouts. But he's speaking to an attorney for custody rights. And we can surmise based on the lawyer not knowing Mike's name super well and even him saying like he's a cheap lawyer, you know, he's not a yeah. he's not a super expensive lawyer. And I like how Frankie's about it, you know, if I'm the best you can afford, <laughs> it's gonna cost you a fortune to fight this. Yeah. 
because Mike wants to fight Susan uh, from taking custody of Walt. Um, but despite the lawyer warning Mike, he does end by saying they are not taking my son away, and yeah. so he's he's gonna fight out. Yeah. Now the th- what I had to really wrap my head around was that when that all happened in the hospital last season, mm-hmm. he did he more or less agree to let Brian adopt him or no? I don't think so. Okay. I think that I uh, regardless of, of, of that, I don't think he realized he would have to sign away any rights that he had to, to be part of his life. Yeah. Yeah. And we really hear the, the magnitude of the rights getting signed yeah. away. Cause the, the lawyer says like, he'll be just a regular kid on the street to you. Yeah. Nothing. So. Uh, and so, I think that what he wants the lawyer to do is uh, he says file an injunction to keep her in the city. So basically Susan can't leave. They can't leave with Walt. Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's not that he's fighting the adoption or custody battle or anything. It's just she can't leave because she has Walt with her. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of the, the legal fight to keep Walt there. Like part of yeah. that is filing an injunction. So that way she can't leave with Walt while they're fighting. Right. Yeah. But yeah, and that's going to be super expensive and so forth. But Mike wants to fight it. And we, we keep hearing about financial issues with Mike. I don't know if we really hear that much about it. We hear more about it during... Uh, maybe we hear some... I don't know if we hear during the hearing. At the very end... Well, the Susan, second to last, Susan brings it up. Yeah. yeah. So, if Susan is the only time it's brought up still. Financial issues are a, are a pressing matter for Mike. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what were your thoughts on this flashback, though? I just set up for the rest That's of the flashbacks. I mean, you know, I think I think it was really effective in that this lawyer's office looks like, yeah, this is not an expensive lawyer. <laughs> this this lawyer's office, you know, I, I love the way the lawyer framed that whole thing. The fact that you walked in my door tells me that I'm the best you can afford. <laughs> okay, so he's admitting openly, this, like I don't have the capacity to do this. Um, yeah, so I, it, it, and we know obviously how it ends up. So uh, I guess there's not really much of a surprise there, but it does. It is interesting to see. It's interesting to see him fighting for Walt. I I, I really like seeing that that you know he was fighting for Walt, and even though when they get stranded on the island, they've only known each other for a couple of days. You know he really did fight for him. So it's interesting how much Mike I I understand like a big part of his character is that he'll do anything for Walt. Uh-huh. But it's interesting how much it still surprises me how much what he'll do for Walt in terms of like or how it still kind of gets me I should expect that he'll do anything for Walt, but it's still Yeah. Still still person to see in the case of him. I thought for example here, I kinda thought he was gonna like maybe this is how he gets the kid, maybe or not, but no, we just get. I th- I thought the first time I was watching this that maybe oh he's gonna give up like this is how he gives up Walt and then we'll see yep. more about maybe his sadness but no he doesn't give up Walt and uh, the fight for that right so but no yeah he fights for Walt uh so we get back to the raft and Mike's still shouting for Walt so you're so a lot of the raft basically actually all of it is just conversations between Sawyer and Mike Mike kind of grieving. Yep. Uh, losing Walt and Sawyer kind of grieving. I mean, he's he's grieving to an extent, but he's also just, you know, he's shot. 
kind of angry, cold. And well, he's and he's also got a bleeding wound, and there's a yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's not he's not in tip top soldier shape. Oh, yeah. So I my... loved, I loved that it was just the two of them because these are my two of my favorite characters anyway, and to have them just doing nothing but talking to each other for a whole episode was awesome. I yeah. So Mike shouting for Walt over and over and Sawyer tells him to stop, you know, there's no point. And we hear Mike, you know, he he's hoping, just hoping that Walt can hear him. It, it, there's so much set. Uh, the, who's the actor that plays, do you know the actor that plays Mike's name by chance? I don't. Wh- whoever he is. Phenomenal actor in terms of being sad. Great, great, sad actor. He is, yeah. And I, I love, I love the way he calls for Walt, honestly, because it's like, can hear like it's not just walls it's like wow it's like you know you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah it off. his voice starts to give yeah yeah but it's it, yeah so it's it's like he's cry screaming i i, I love it so he's just screaming uh for walt mm-hmm. we get back to the hatch and it's lock getting to the bottom of the bunker and he's looking for kate to kind of fast forward a bit through you know but lock goes through the same rounds jack did going through that area but here, by the way, his name is Michael Dawson. Okay, Michael Dawson. Okay, Michael. Oh no, that's that's the character's name. <laughs> I was saying, wait a second. I was like, wait, the Her- name Her- is the Harold Harold Perrineau. Harold. Okay, yeah. I'm not gonna try to say the last name, but Harold. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure if I said it right. So that is, uh, good job. I I respect. I like actors that can that look that are very good when sad. Yeah. You know what what I was finding very interesting is that it seems like so far, I mean, through two episodes, a major theme of these first two episodes is the concept of hope. And I mean, that's, that was the entire first episode Mm -hmm. and Jack's ability or inability to give people enough hope without giving them too much hope, you know, know, unfounded hope, you know, and now here we have Michael telling Sawyer that it's, it's all he has is to, is to hold on. To this hope that he can get Walt back. Hope is definitely a you can, you can keep that going throughout all season two. I love it. <laughs> I hope I hope I can. Oh okay. <laughs> well, Locke, while he's walking through the bottom of the hatch, he sees some electronics, but he sees a symbol, Mister Sal. Do you remember what that symbol was? What it said? Yes. Oh, I. Mm, Dharma. Dharma, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Dharma, yeah, yeah. So, Dharma. Interesting. Uh, yep. Not much to glean from just seeing Dharma. So, I did look up what Dharma means. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, it's got meanings in Hinduism and in Buddhism. Mm-hmm, that so, does. Uh, so, in Hinduism, it's like the cosmic law underlying right behavior and social order. So, it's like guiding principles of Hinduism, I think. And in- I- Go ahead. Yeah, no, you keep going because I think and, like dictionary definitions. Yeah, and in Buddhism, it's like the nature of reality. It's like the universal truth. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, kinda, I, my my basis of what Dharma means is more of just like like law or rules you should follow. So that that's like so karma is what karma is what you've done. Dharma is what you've got to do. Right. So that right. That's that's the Hinduism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Cosmic law underwriting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so. But interesting. So very a spiritual 
But it looks like it's a symbol for a corporation. It does. It's a, it's a spiritual word, Dharma. But I think it's kind of shows like a snake or something on there. I don't know if it's a snake, but shows, you know, there's some sort of album. It still looks like a company logo. Right. And sure. it's not, that's not the symbol that's usually used to represent Dharma. It's, it's like that symbol is like, uh, what, like a sunburst maybe with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's definitely not, it's definitely not, um, whoever put that sticker there was not, a looking quite for it to be like a Hindu or some sort of other, uh, religious thing quite. It, it, it definitely looks more company oriented. So, okay. And I want you to keep that in mind, Dharma. Oh, for this, sure. This, yeah, this, yeah. I, I'm glad you kept note of that. That's what Dharma. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So Locke glances at that, notices that. But he gets much further than Jack did. Well, he also takes his shoes off. Those he does shoes take his shoes off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The shoes locks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I forgot. He does take his shoes off. So, yeah. Jack sees Locke's shoes. We remember that from that timeline. So we see Locke take off the shoes, walk into the kitchen. Or I, I call it kind of the kitchen area, but you know, he, he gets to the nice area. Where yep. Desmond resides. Yes. And he hears Kate kind of wheezing. So, you know, he runs over to Kate and it's a trap. Desmond is behind Locke and asking him, you know, if he's him. Right? Yep. Now, holding AK at him. Didn't Locke, like, open the blinds over the sink, too, and it was, it he looked did. like mm-hmm. sunlight coming in? It was like yep. synthetic it, sunlight? Yeah, we, and we get more on that later. But yeah, yeah, he talks about the synthetic sunlight or yep. the fake sunlight. Oh, yeah. what did you think about it when you saw it at the time? Yeah, it's not explained at that point. Well, I was like, this is all underground. That's definitely not actual sunlight. I mean, it looked like a, it looked like a light, not the sun. So, I, you know, I, I, I thought, okay, this is uh, kind of a, a way to make it feel like you're not. It's trapped in a sardine can. <laughs> <laughs> trapped underground. Yeah. Possible yeah. quarantine. Who knows? I mean, I mean the, the lighting in the whole apartment looks like natural lighting, though. It's really impressive. Like, it looks like natural light coming in through a window. It does, yeah. Oh, no. It's, it's a great feat of engineering right there to make it feel yeah. like you're not cooped up in a basement or yeah. bunker. Yeah. So. But anyway, are you him? And, and that's... That's all we get for now. There's a commercial break or something. Yeah, commercial break, fade to black. Back on the raft. Yes. Now, instead of Mike yelling for Walt, we have Sawyer yelling for Jin. Yep. And Mike comments on Sawyer yelling, hey, is there really any need to do that? So on and so forth. And then Mike kind of confronts Sawyer and wonders if he feels guilty about making him fire the flare. Right. Right? And so they they start arguing about Who's at fault? Mike blames Sawyer because Sawyer pushed him to shoot the flare. And Sawyer, you know, they were going to find him anyway. I don't think he makes that argument yet that they were going to find him anyway. But, you know, he kind of defends, you know, he he comments about at least Walt is warm on the boat with some hot cocoa, a blanket and hot cocoa. (laughs) Seems a little generous. Oh, it's very generous. (laughs) And then Mike demands Sawyer get off his raft which i think is hysterical at this point like, i know get off the raft well at least what's left so but at this point the raft starts to crack under them or at least move a bit i shouldn't say crack and we, we get a we get a top glance and you can kind of see it there's a shark after them <laughs> so sawyer takes out his gun they've kind of gotten a little squabble about whether the gun's gonna work it was underwater so sawyer checks the bullets and whatnot and you know in fact, the you know, bullets are dry, gonna work, but 
the shark comes and kind of knock jostles the bullets around, and you know Sawyer can't quite shoot. Yeah. Uh, we also they also realize that Sawyer's shoulder is bleeding pretty bad, and that's what's attracting the shark. Or at least they say it out loud. Finally, like, hey, it's your shoulder that's bleeding. It's attracting the shark. Um. Doesn't he say like, "I'll just stop bleeding then"? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I'll just stop bleeding then. <laughs> the very, the very, the, the squabbling. You ever watch Armageddon? The movie. Yeah. Sadly, I. I yeah, you've done. Do you remember the old bickering couple in Armageddon? Yes. There you go. That's what they remind me of here. Okay. <laughs> like, not... I'm very sad. I brought up Armageddon. Yeah, let's let's never talk about Armageddon again. Okay. <laughs> so be it. So... I hate that movie so much. <laughs> I mean, I don't love the movie, but oh, so I haven't seen it in a very long time. But I always remember that old couple. Okay, so so Sawyer he, he demands some gratitude because you know he got shot in the shoulder as he feels trying to save Walt. Mike says he was just trying to save his own butt, and so as spiteful as you can be, right? Sawyer just goes and leaves the raft for another piece of like floating bamboo for his own raft, and yeah. he says again that he was just trying to save Walt. So, yeah. So I, you know, I'm trying to see both sides of this argument, and, I, and I'm really having trouble uh, reconciling with Mike's point of view. Uh, I, I guess I, I guess I understand where the you lost your son and and you want to find somebody to blame for that because it's such an awful, it can't thing. be your fault. Yeah. But, but Sawyer, like Sawyer saved his life. <laughs> Mike would be dead if not for Sawyer right now. You know, uh, if that that's thing one, you know, thing two is I'm, and I want to get your take on this as well is, I'm not sure it was the wrong move to fire the flare. No. I, I so, mean, th- there's an argument to be had. Sawyer makes it later that they would have found them anyway. They were looking for them. Yeah. So better they get found sooner than later. I, I, well, he doesn't say that part, but like, you can extract that from that. If they were going to get found eventually, might as well get found sooner and closer to the island than further away. And hmm. probably with less resources. I mean, so... um. What else on that? So I just I I don't know I, I I this is maybe too much back from season one, you know was it the right move to fire that flare? I mean I I don't know that Mike really had much of a choice. Sawyer had a gun and wanted to fire the flare, <laughs> and a... it did threaten to take it from him. Yeah, are you firing that or am I firing that? <laughs> so I I definitely see Mike's point of view that. Like that fire, that flare being fired was not his choice. Uh, Certainly, that that is that is a hundred percent true. But the question yeah. is, is Sawyer to be blamed for wanting to fire the flare? Right. Like, was it the wrong move for Sawyer to want to fire the flare? You know, was Sawyer wrong in making Mike do that? And and I don't. I I think that there's a definite argument that could be made that that was the right move. I think it's the right move and here's why they they were never worried about someone else finding them. Mm-hmm. The they 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 wanted to find they wanted to be found by a boat, right? That was their prime objective. And so he made the call, you know, or at least 
him, I think everyone else on the boat was also arguing to fire the flare. But if we just talk about Sawyer, right? Who's arguing to fire the flare? It's a boat. It'll work. And it did work. Now, that boat ended up being some pretty bad people that took away Walton, destroyed the raft. But no one was ready for that. No one was prepping for that. That was in no one's minds, you know, right? That, that was not the reason why Mike didn't want to fire the flare. The reason he didn't want to fire the flare was he was not confident that was actually a boat. Right. So, like, had had Mike's reasoning been they might not be friendly or they might be someone dangerous, fine. Then, you know what? I fully, because then Sawyer, you know, then I think you can put some blame, more blame on Sawyer. But because none of them were watching out for that, right? There was solely an argument on whether or not that was actually a boat that could actually get them. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Sawyer's really at fault here. Yeah. It was just it was their objective, right? He was he he, he did the objective. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. so I, you know, here's here's the one fault that I will place on on Sawyer for wanting to fire that flare. I'm not sure who you think is going to rescue you when you are, I mean, like 12 hours, less than 12 hours offshore. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe some shipping containers go that way. Who knows? I, I mean, I guess if it were me, I probably would have held on to that flare until at least 48 hours into the journey. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe I mean, there's some mighty fast currents. The wind was blowing mighty quick that day, Mr. Sal. They're making lightning speed. Obviously not. They were in Hawaii. <laughs> okay. They were very, very close to the to the island the whole time. I know. So to me, it's like I I want to be somewhere where I'm far enough away from the island where I know whatever I'm whatever sees that flare is not anything on the island. Fair enough. But well, okay. I was gonna say we don't actually know if the people on the island could see the flare because they're all in the cave. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about yeah. The I see what you mean. Just just in case yeah. of the others. Yeah, I I, I want to be out of eyeshot of the island. I, I don't want to see. I don't want to be able to see the island. And since it's nighttime, I mean, last time it was daytime for them. They were seeing the island. I think. So, I think I'd at least you know wait till the next night to fire the flare. But yeah, but everyone's got a plan until something happens. Like there's there's the the radar's beeping, Mister Sal, and it's leaving. I know, and I know Sawyer, not Sawyer, Saeed told them to turn that on, what, once an hour? Yeah. Like, I, I would have waited until day two to even turn it on at all. <laughs> I, I mean, I would have, like, really, like, what's the point of turning it on that close to the island? Like, there, there's, if you're that close to the island, then the boat can probably see the island and might go check it out. You know, I, I don't know, like, the signal fires are burning, I still, I assume, there's a black pillar of smoke, at least, you know, so... I, I would think that, but it's night, well, Mister Sal. Well, now it's night. Yeah, that's what I mean. But when they shot the flare, it was night. Here, maybe th- this boat would miss the island, go right by. I don't know. I I, it, I, I, I see what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. line got further away. Really. Yeah. But that that was obviously not of their concern. So maybe they should have had you on the raft. I don't want to. I would never have gotten. I know. We talked, <laughs> terrible idea. But Mister Sal, you sound like a great member to be part of the raft. No. Michelle, I nominate you to be on the raft. No, I'll go handle the dynamite. Oh my god, Mr. Sal. <laughs> no way. So. I want to be cooped up in the cave listening to Charlie play the guitar. Yeah, you want to be one of the you want to be one of the other survivors, the no name survivors. That aren't cool though. Jin doesn't get fish for the other survivors. I don't, I don't want to be a no name survivor because th- those are the ones who are most at risk. Yeah, they're the ones that throw he dies. You want to be like a rose. Yes, that's that yes, Rose, Charlie. 
you know, Hurley, maybe not, maybe not Hurley. Hurley uh, seems like a pretty troubled individual. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I suppose Charlie is too. So I don't know who, who would I want to be on this island? Uh, you know, Shannon. I mean, she kind of greeting. Lost her brother. I don't want to be Shannon. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, Saeed's pretty, you know, he's a survivalist. Yeah. You know what? That's who I want to be on this island. <laughs> uh, he's the, the survivalist Saeed. You know, he's hooking up with 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 a cute girl. He's he's like, he's he's not in any danger because he's got plenty of plot armor. Yeah. He can <laughs> do no wrong in terms of he, he he builds nothing. You know, anything yeah. he builds works. Does yeah, anything he builds not work. He's not on the raft and he's not in the hatch. I think probably Saeed is the way to go. Yeah. He was also pro not going in the hatch before it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely got a lot of PTSD, but. He seems to deal with it okay. He definitely does, which is remarkable. So, uh, we get to the next flashback here. After we get the, the bickering between uh, Michael and Sawyer, we hear uh, the first hearing, at least the, the only hearing, where both had their attorneys present. And they're just trying to get things on the record. So they're asking Mike questions. And Mike's not very good at this whole not talking, letting his lawyer do the talking thing or at least letting his lawyer help him you know for what to say back yeah. so you know the opposing lawyer is kind of fishing things out of Mike. how long have you, since you've seen your son oh a year actually it's been 14 months yeah <laughs> it's just kind of making the argument of well if it, you know you didn't find anything 14 months ago why now is there really anything new and you also you know which is ridiculous there's an obvious answer to that question yeah the, the new thing is that my this this that Susan is trying to take him away my rights to see him away and and get somebody else to adopt him. So yeah, there's something new. Like I yeah. I, I did not I thought this series of questioning was so unfair and, and I, I just can't believe that he wasn't allowed to really put together any response at all. Every time he tried to respond, he got cut off by the lawyer and, and the the arbitrator or whoever it was didn't ever say anything to let him get a full coherent thought out it's it's really this was a very unfair unfair series of questions say say what you want i mean we do later learn that it seems like mike's gonna win in court if he goes to right. court so yeah but you're right it seems unfair set of uh questions and we also hear about his accident uh he has to you know he acknowledges his bills were paid by susan i don't know where that's kind of relevant to the case of the trench so he's not financially like uh independent but well that and i think that it's kind of an implicit agreement that like hey you give a point right. like oh, okay mm-hmm. so maybe there's that too and then we learn oh you know he doesn't know that much about walt either doesn't know his first words favorite food so on and so forth so again know. like how is he supposed to know these things susan took him <laughs> to a different continent like i i'm not sure how he and, and, and if you let mike answer the question please exactly <laughs> Let Mike answer the question. It's not like Susan is letting him talk to Walt even. So, yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely it's an unfair line of questioning, it feels. But we just see Mike getting grilled and it going a little further. Um, any, any, anything, any other thoughts on the flashback? No, it, it was very frustrating to see. Because <laughs> the lawyer in Mr. Sell was I just felt, I felt so bad for Mike. Objection! Yeah, seriously. Like, where's his lawyer? Like, 
His lawyer should be saying, hey, let him finish his sentence before you ask him a new question. <laughs> this just sounds like that's not the lawyer I want. Oh, man. My lawyer doesn't have to talk to me at all. He just has to stay he just has to stand up for me when I'm getting bullied. I mean I I feel like that's the minimum. <laughs> the minimum that, that guy should have been doing. <laughs> yeah. But, I agree. Anyway. Uh, you get what you pay for. Apparently. If only Michael could pay another you know, a few hundred bucks, then he'd be grand. So, anyway, uh, we're back on the raft. Uh, Sawyer's still, you know, bleeding quite badly, so he decides to take the bullet out with his bare hands. I don't quite... <laughs> Wait, what? It's so gross. It is so gross, but what's the point in taking out the bullet right now? Like, aren't you going to bleed more? Well, okay. Or is it going to, like, move around? Or, I like, think that if, if the bullet's in, there's a higher risk of infection. Oh, okay. And also, I mean, you certainly, because you don't know how long you're going to be out here, you don't want anything scabbing over or clotting. Yeah, well, that's it. That's clotting is the only thing I can think of, like getting a scab. Like, it's harder to probably get a scab. At least, like, a, a good, solid scab while you have a bullet still in here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so I, I would think that there is some utility in taking this bullet out right now. So, before, well, as he goes to start trying to take out the bullet, they have probably the best petty squabble of all time of Michael <laughs> telling him, you'll never be able to do it yourself. I thought we parted ways, Mike. We're caught in the same current. <laughs> I like the idea. Like, Sawyer is so bad at Mike. So I think at this point, it's kind of a turning point. Mike and Sawyer are still mad at each other. They're not quite at the point where Mike is super, feels super bad for Sawyer. But it's not like the turning point. At first, Mike was more mad at Sawyer. Right. But now Sawyer is more mad uh, than Mike. It more seems that way, yeah. yeah. That's how it feels. So, you know, no. We parted ways, Mike. No need. We're on different rafts now. So Sawyer minds his own business. Screams in agony as he takes out his bullet. <laughs> and then asks, you know, you got a bandage. And then he passes out. At least it looks like he passes out. Maybe he just really wants to lay down. I don't know. So, oh, so all we see from that, Sawyer's really mad at Mike, and he also took his bullet out. And it's also a pretty funny scene. So, well, it's, it's also more blood in the water. And... It is more blood in the water. I don't. Does blood like that attract a shark though? Like, does it actually? I always yeah. hear that. Okay, does. Oh. Okay, scary then. Yeah, they better watch out then. If there's a shark in the water. Yeah. They, better, they better get back to the island quick then. Yeah. Yep. Or yeah. they should shoot the shark. They should. They should, they should uh, take the raft back. That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, you built the raft. Better use it. Anyway. Yep. Ah, uh, okay, here. How would you have felt, right? The raft gets blown up, and Mike goes, "No worries, guys. I've got a backup raft." And then he reveals under the water, there's like a hundred foot rope. And behind the 100-foot rope is another smaller raft, his backup raft. Is something ever happened to his main raft? Uh, how, would that, how would that make you feel, Mr. Sal? Very confused, because I feel like somebody would have seen it along the way. <laughs> Including us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't like that idea. Okay. I wish they went along with those ideas. That would add a backup raft. I mean, it probably would have been a good idea. <laughs> no, no, that'd be a terrible thing. <laughs> a smaller backup raft. <laughs> backup raft, go. 
Uh, but now, now he'll know to make a backup raft next time. So, anyway, we're back. Oh my god, if he builds another raft, I'm. I don't know. I might why? Why? Well, why would you build another Mister Tell? If you're on their like, if you're in their predicament, why would you not build another raft? Like you've learned what happened last time. You learned from your mistakes. Now you know you just need a backup raft. So you let them blow up your fake raft. You let them blow up the raft. You're like, aha, we've got your raft. And then they leave you. You know what they do? They leave you there. And then you take. You, you, then you use your backup raft to boom. Good to go. What? What have they learned from this? They've learned what not to trust. Yeah, yeah. Just don't like like you said. Don't shoot your flare so early. Well, then what's the point of even going though? If the, if you're not going to shoot the flare, like you should just don't shoot it. Just don't shoot it for a while. Maybe wait like two, right. three, four days. Okay. And have some backup rafts. But. You know, <laughs> to deal with this, there are human traffickers that exist outside of this island. So, so it's very possible that you know you run into pirates or human traffickers or somebody else you don't want to run into. That, that's true, but I look at the open sea. Like you're more likely to run into a cargo ship than someone doing any illegal activity. I'm not saying you don't, right? But I feel like I maybe that's just the naivety in me. But I feel like more of the open sea is filled with people doing legal things and not legal things yeah you're probably right you know i'm i don't know the more i think about this the more the more i hate the raft idea and listen and listen it's just out let's say you do find some pirates what are they gonna do destroy your raft that's why you've got more backup rafts <laughs> like just yeah backup just, backups. I, th- I thought of it i thought of it you 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 invest okay you create infrastructure on the island you make it such that way you can pump out a raft every hour Okay. And what you do is you tie them all up and you keep tying them up. And so you gotta get a lot of rope. A lot, a lot, a lot of rope. Mr. Sal, you can keep industrial style pumping out rafts. Okay, so you know, <laughs> the more I think about this, the, the more, I prob- more of a problem I have with this raft. Because, you know, when I think about the people that we know on this island... Listen, say, say what you want. You you were unimpressed at first by the raft, then you saw the raft, you're like, well, that's a pretty nice raft. And then you saw them get on the raft, and you were re-unimpressed again. Like, oh, never mind. Exactly. So, but just the idea of trying to get off the island that way doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, who on this island has, like, tremendous incentive to get off the island? Like, there's not... There's not anybody who... There's not even anybody that we know of that has a family back home that they need to get back to. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who on this island is so bad off on this island that they need to get off? I mean, wouldn't you want to get off? I don't know, actually. Oh, okay. Which sounds the, like, I don't need toilet or refrigeration. Oh, now you, now you got me. <laughs> Toilets and refrigeration. You're or maybe right. that bunker has some. Who knows? Well, let me t- let me tell you. If they, if they've got this churn- churning out one raft a day, one raft an hour is what I'd like. One raft an hour, then they can. I want to become the Ford of the island. Yeah. Well, they they can figure out refrigeration and toilets if they can pump out one raft an hour. <laughs> so round the clock assembly. Fine, but <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like everybody is like. Doing okay on the island. Why do you want to get on a raft and go out in the middle of the ocean? I don't know. I mean, I could see the wander winding up the island. If somebody shows up on the island, it's like, oh, okay, this is good stuff. I, I, that, that's fantastic. Thank you for coming. But, uh, you know, 
to, to actually go seek it out on a raft just does not make a lot okay, of sense. Okay, then what about this? How about you build some rafts in case someone comes and they go, hey, I'm not going to come back again. I can take maybe a few of you with us, but we can lead the rest of you back. Do you guys have some rafts? Yeah, you guys can take. And of course, we have all of our backup rafts. <laughs> okay. How do you like this as an idea, actually? What if, so they sent one raft with four people. What if they sent 11 rafts? Actually, yeah, 11 rafts with all 43 of them. Like, the whole island just packs up and they all decide to go. I, I mean, the odds of, of any one of those rafts not making it are so good at that point. Yeah, but, like, there's 11 of you. Surely one of you are going to make it. Right, but then... If only one of you makes it, then you lost thirty of the forty-four people. Like, <laughs> I don't think just one person is going to make it, but yeah, you know, maybe we'll lose one. Maybe, maybe one, maybe one raft. Look, Danielle Russo has lived sixteen years on this island, and she's doing okay. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Depends on the definition of okay. <laughs> I mean, mentally, she's not okay. But would you want to be Dan? Would you want to be Russo? I would not, but these but Rousseau has nobody. These people have forty three other people. Like it's a much more social, life giving, emotionally healthy situation. It is, but to a degree that but it's got to end at some point, right? Like someone's gonna have to be the last person, unless unless they decide to like keep reproducing. Are you saying start like a, are you start, are you start, oh, sorry are you start saying start a community on the island? That's what I'm saying. Start so, a community. Whoa. Okay. So you're saying hey. Let's do what, like, the Pilgrims did to America, except accidentally, right? Uh-huh. Let's name this Lostopia, and then they start, like, they, they just build civilization there now. That's, I mean, that's what I'd be doing. Oh. I'd, I'd be I'd be hunkering down, and, you know, I'd keep the signal fires burning. <laughs> like, the Oxford itself starts claiming land. That's my land. Yeah. Taxes if you live on my land. <laughs> No, it would you know I, it would be more equitable than that. Oh, Michelle, no, Michelle, I say you take, I say, right? You, 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 you tell capitalism, but you also, you know, you start taking up some land while things are cheap. That way, when things are pretty good, you're even gooder, right? Even gooder. Yeah, you're. The... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I have qualms about the concept of, of rafting off of this island. I, I, I have qualms about just hunkering down and accepting that. You know, I live here now. That's literally you, Mr. Sal. Eh, yeah. I live here now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's immediately day one. It's just like, eh, you know, what can you say? It starts getting some pieces of wood together. It starts building a hut. Well, uh, but there's enough evidence to suggest that nobody's coming for them. Yeah, yeah. For enough, I'm teasing that about day one, yeah. but yeah, 44 days in. There's enough evidence to suggest that nobody's coming for them, and there's enough evidence to suggest that you can survive on this island for quite a long period of time, at, and at least be physically healthy. You know, there's there's also uh, <laughs> I think I mean, you're are you afraid of getting ill though, Mister Sal? Well, you got a doctor. You got a, a like no, no. I mean ill. Oh, that kind of ill. And speaking of which, let's get that. I mean, do you, do you want to say anything else? No, okay, right. let's move on. Sorry. Speaking, no, no, you're fine. Speaking of which, down in the bunker, Desmond is now pressing Locke, right? Asking him questions. I don't think he quite actually asks him if anyone's ill yet. But he's asking the question, are you him? Right? And 
<laughs> I think you loved the interaction too of Locke going, yeah, it is I, me. Oh, as soon I as him. he said that, I was like, oh, Locke's definitely going to say yes. Yeah. And and now, do you think Locke was faking it, or did you think Locke actually thought that he was him? Like, you know, this is some sort of island message. No, th- this is... Oh, interesting. So Really? I... Take it that way. I-, I thought you would take it in the sense of, when I first saw this, I thought this was an island message. Like, or like Locke thought this was part of the island. Like, the island that sent him here, this is it. And now that Desmond's asking him, like, if he's him, Locke's just like, I am him, right? Almost like he's like a messiah coming back like this. So I, yes. I think that Locke probably was thinking, yes, I'm the man that you saw at the top of the hatch when you shined the light on me. Okay. Like, that's what that's what I thought he was thinking. Um, but this, this reminds me of Ghostbusters. Have you ever seen Ghostbusters? No. Okay, so the final big confrontation against the big baddie at the end of, of the movie. With the marshmallow? Right before the marshmallow man. Okay. Okay, uh, the the person who like manifests the marshmallow man, the, 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 the spirit who does that, asks the Ghostbusters, uh, are you a god? And one of them says no, and she goes, then die. <laughs> and they all yell at him afterwards. They're like, when somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> so that's that's what I so I like to think that, that Locke had some element of strategy playing out in his head where yeah, I gotta game this a little bit. Yep, I'm him for sure, because you're not gonna kill me if I say I'm him. <laughs> but but I also think that he believed believes that he is him. Like he's something special about yeah. Locke that he thought, yeah. you know, I am something special. So, but whether or not Locke is faking it, or, or whatever have you, uh, you know, he asked, you know, who's who's this lady, Kate? You know, who is she? And Locke's like, she's with me, and he stands him up, and it's looking, it's kind of looking good. Like there's been starting to calm down, and he asks the question, "What does one snowman say to the other?" <laughs> Giselle, do you know what one snowman says to the other? I feel like I did at one point in my life, but I don't anymore. Do you? Mm, oh, I, yes, I do know what it is. <laughs> But I'm not going to tell you what one snowman says to the other. I mean, is this unique to Lost or is this a common joke? It could be. I don't know if the joke was created by Lost, but I feel like this is a joke. I mean, the punchline is definitely a joke. I'm not going to tell you the joke punchline, though. Why not? (laughs) That's part of it, Mr. Sal. You have to to struggle. I'm sure that I've heard this joke before. Always. Uh, now, now, now you're kind of peer pressuring me to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. So. Is this the what's a snoo man? Nothing. What's a snoo with you? Uh, you? You could you could take all the time you want to try to figure it out, Mr. Sal. Uh, I'm never going to tell you. All right. Are, is Lost eventually going to tell me? Uh, yeah, Lost will eventually tell you. All right. Well, then I won't rack my brain too okay. hard. I won't look at it. I was about to look it up. I have my phone in my hand. Okay. No, no, you'll, yeah, you'll, uh, you'll see him. You'll see. You'll see some. So, you'll, yeah, you'll figure it out. One okay. day, Mr. Sal. Just a few seasons later. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Locke confesses, I don't know what you're talking about, and Des- Desmond immediately goes back on hostile mode and concludes that Locke is not him. Whoever he is. And he starts questioning them again. They confess about the plane crash happening 44 days ago. 
uh, Desmond starts to move them, and uh, we see Locke notice the etchings on the wall, which, eh, at least I think our guess would be the amount of days Desmond has spent down here, right? That's usually what those etchings indicate. It was a lot more than 44. (laughs) It was a lot more than 40, yeah. So, quite a few etchings. I don't know if you stopped and counted. I did. That's 263 now. (laughs) But he notices etchings on the walls, and uh, tries to ask, but Desmond doesn't let him. And (laughs) I love this part. You know, he gives uh, Kate, like, I think it's a plot. He gives him something to tie Locke with. Yes. And Locke reasons with Desmond that, hey, Kate is a fugitive. I'm just a regional, like, box seller, uh, distributor, <laughs> or whatever guy. And Desmond's like, all right, box man, you tie her up. <laughs> so Locke immediately saves his own skin. Yeah. Uh, Kate is mad, but Locke slips her a pocket knife that he still has. And Desmond takes a tied up Kate and kind of stuffs her away into a dark, locked up room. Yeah, he. Uh, she says, "What are you doing?" And he says, "What's best for all of us." Yeah. So, yeah. I I did think at this point that he was not throwing Kate under the bus. I, I felt like he had a plan, but yeah, indeed he did. I mean, was the plan just to give her a knife like that? That was the entirety of the plan. I mean, it seems like it was. I don't know what he did besides that in terms of. A so plan. then, then my argument is, but he had the knife already. So what's the I point? don't. Yeah. So I my only guess is he wanted to talk to Desmond over Kate. Yeah, maybe I guess so. Right, like he he felt that he could handle that better than Kate could, or maybe he didn't think he could put his arms back around in front of him like Kate could. I, okay. So, so yeah, that's that's about the only two there. So maybe who knows? But now we get to see a bit of the Jack scene, the Jack and Hurley scene we saw from last episode, right as he goes to leave for the half. So this that's where we are in the time span. But we don't follow that too long. We see Jack go off. And we're back to Charlie and Claire. There were mm. big question marks on Charlie during uh, Exodus. Uh, yep. And some of those question marks have become exclamation marks. <laughs> yeah. uh, Charlie thinks, you know, Jack's going off to do something heroic. Claire's kind of upset because Charlie always tries to be funny. when he, She doesn't want to answer a question, but whatever. That's not too big of a deal. Claire finds the Virgin Mary that Charlie has. How nice of Charlie. I want a Virgin Mary. But... Wants to be careful with it. And Claire is surprised. She did not know Charlie was so religious. But, you know, he isn't. He just thinks it might come in handy. So, that's about all, all on that. We'll but that but the time, Sorry, we, what was that? We we know that he actually was quite religious. He was, he was very religious at one point, but so maybe just keeping it to remember how he used to be religious. I think that's the only real point to well, keep that Virgin Mary. I mean, obviously we know why he has it, but... Mm-hmm. Excuse but me. It, it is interesting that she says, I didn't realize you were religious when we know that actually, yeah, he, he was religious, quite religious. Yeah. So, so talking about the heroin that's in the Virgin Mary, yeah. my question to you is, so when he took the heroin, you, do you think there's any good reason why he took the heroin? <laughs> or at least the Virgin Mary, I mean. Uh, can, look, you, can you shine this in a good light for Charlie is what I'm trying to say. You are Charlie's lawyer, right? I'm coming down here. You, we, we've saw that your client, we have camera footage. He took willingly took a Virgin Mary after being told there's heroin in it, and took mm-hmm. it back to camp with them. What yeah. you say in your defense for your client, Charlie? Uh, the defense rests. I got nothing. <laughs> like, as a very high quality Virgin Mary. Hey, you know what? When he walked into my office, he I, I knew that I was the best he could afford. <laughs> He's the best I could afford. Listen. <laughs> 
So, so yeah. So I, the, the, I don't think there's any defense at all. Like he, no. he's got it for the heroin. The there's, there's, there's a bit of defense. Here's the, it, it's still, it's still bad, but it, 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 it uh, let's see. I, maybe I should have been his lawyer. At the time he took the Virgin Mary, they had not found Aaron the baby yet. So you know he's probably very stressed, very big low point for him. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm not buying that. Just, just a factor that led to it. Not saying it's a good decision. Still, just you know, the the, the circumstances that led to it. The state of mind wasn't clear. I I, I guess that's flimsy. <laughs> I, I would not want you as my judge. <laughs> flimsy defense. <laughs> Fifteen years, but the maximum's ten. I said fifteen. Did I stutter? <laughs> so, okay. So, well, we now now it's confirmed. It was probably assumed, and I mean, they showed the smoking gun. I'd be shocked if they didn't use it. Use it. So we know that Charlie took uh, the heroin now. Confirmed, and he's kind of defensive about it. Yeah. So w- let's remember who knows that the Virgin Marys have heroin in them. Saeed knows. And lock. lock. That's it. Okay, there you go. So keep in mind, Boone did know, obviously, but Rip Boone, yeah. rest in peace. So okay, so that's something to keep in mind of. Those two people, if they see that Virgin Mary, they might recognize it. So okay, for sure. Moving back to the raft, um, Sawyer's been thinking. Right, he's been deep in thought, and he. This is where he give. We've talked about it already that. It's not the Flair's fault that they were cocked, right? He can tell that boat was not built for the ocean, right? Maybe has a range of a hundred so miles. Must have left port somewhere close, maybe even the island close. Yeah, I totally agree with him. By the way, that yeah. was a that was a weak sauce boat. Yeah. Also, we know what Rousseau said about coming for a kid, right? And no. maybe it was an errand after all. It was your kid, Mike, right? So, ba- so and he never quite says this, but I think the the whole standing point of it is they were eventually gonna find them. Yeah, he never, he, but he never quite says that outright. But they were eventually gonna find him, uh, and so he's like, "So we blew up, we blew up, you know, they blew up, they blew up our raft and shot me for your kid, Mike. Your so he basically he blames Mike now, right? So he has yeah, flipped I'm the script. With, I'm not down with this. Yeah, yeah. So so Mike, we felt wrongingly blamed Sawyer. Sawyer sat here, thought, has now made his case and has gone like and blamed Mike for this. Now, I will actually say, I think Sawyer's reasons have more credence than Mike's. Because, listen, Mike had no way of knowing that they would come for them. But Sawyer is right that they came for Walt. So if had Walt not been on the raft, mm-hmm. would they have destroyed the raft? I don't know. Do they care if people leave the island? We have no idea. Right? Uh, we just know they wanted Walt. Okay. Now, I mean, granted, they could have they could have left the raft up and taken Walt, but I mean, they seem to be pretty, you know, bird bird far, you know, what's it? Total war destruction here. Yeah, I mean, do I still, they care? I still okay. If you're giving me the choice between who's more wrong, Sawyer for making Mike fire the flare or Mike for bringing Walt on the boat, like it's Sawyer for. For huh. making Mike fire the flare, like oh. Mike had no reason to believe that that anybody was looking for Walt. Yeah, we well, brought a kid on a raft. 
the point of the raft was to get the kid off the island. That's why he built the raft. Fair enough. Okay. I rest my case. I also rest my case. I reopen my case now that you've rested your case, sucker. I win. Uh, <laughs> I have nothing more to say. Okay. The judge has ruled in my favor. <laughs> yeah, you're also the judge. <laughs> We're gonna have to get a third person to be the judge, Mister Sal. Listeners, who wins? Yeah, yeah. Email us showhopperspodcast at gmail dot com. That's one. <laughs> so, uh, Mike surprisingly disagrees with Sawyer's revelation here that it's Mike's fault for breaking a much like yourself for bringing Walt on the raft. He disagrees. Uh, and. Yeah, so they start arguing again, and Sawyer says, what are you going to do, splash me? (laughs) And that gives Mike a great idea, splash him, and so he does it, thus breaking Sawyer's raft apart. Uh, That's Uh, unexpected. I I do love how it slowly breaks it apart, and you see see Sawyer floundering, like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's funny, because, like, that that must have been pretty fun, like, as, as a, you know, prop set designer. To figure out how to do this, yeah, have him floating on a on a, a bunch of bamboo sticks, and then all of a sudden they just start to fall apart underneath him. Yeah. So cool. his his little raft falls apart. Uh, he manages to climb up onto Mike's raft. He definitely looks like he's in pain, and he tries to talk to Mike, but Mike tells him to shut up because he has no idea what it's like to care for someone else. Yeah. Interesting. Now. We know Sawyer has a troubled past. Do you think Sawyer has ever cared for someone else? And if so, can you name an instance? Well, I think probably he cared for his mother before she was killed. I think that he has feelings for Kate, although I don't think that what he feels for Kate would exempt him from Mike's uh, condemnation. What about in a confidence man when he did not con that a uh, couple after finding out they had a kid. Oh, uh, I don't think so. I, I don't yeah. think he, he cared about them. I think he saw himself in the kid. Okay, so he cared about himself. I was like, oh. No, not... not <laughs> like, the, like, I don't think he cared about that kid. He just cared that he didn't want to uh, perpetuate that cycle. Yeah, of, he didn't want to be the actual real Sawyer. Right. I, so I'm I'm not saying that Sawyer doesn't have a heart. I believe Sawyer has a heart. I but I don't know that we've seen him genuinely care about anyone more than maybe his mother, maybe Kate. Do Do you think Do you think what how how a parent feels for a child like a their their kid is a special bond that is near nigh on unrelatable until you have a kid of your own. Now, as a parent, uh, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, as a, I, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely feel that way. Okay, I of course you'd say that. Your yeah. parent. I disagree. But you've also been not a parent. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> you're currently a parent. Yes, I have that perspective. Both perspectives, in fact. So, so yeah, I, I, I would say, yeah. There's no. Now, having said all this, though, I mean, if you had neither perspective, you'd be a true neutral party. That would be very interesting, <laughs> but I th- I think that so Mike definitely cares about Walt, but he has also only known Walt for you know a month and a half. 
personally, but he's always seemed to care about him. Yes. So I so I definitely come down on Mike's side here. There's there's nothing in Sawyer's life that we know of. Maybe there is, and we just don't know about it. But there's nothing that we know of Sawyer to indicate that he cares about anybody as much as Mike cares about Walt. Like not even close. Fair enough. So, but you know, I mean, what he feels for Kate, I mean, he was willing to completely sabotage that to get on the raft. Yeah. It was, I think a mutual fight to get on this raft and Sawyer went out and he, he, he dug up some dirt along the way as needed. So I don't think Mike is unjustified in saying that you have no idea what it's like to care about somebody else. Because as far as Mike knows, and as far as we know, Sawyer does not yeah. have that capacity. Well, because ever changes. Uh, alas, we'll never get another uh, Sawyer bottle episode. Oh, damn. Is what it is. <laughs> but, you know, you, you take the looks as you can get them. So, Unfortunate. Uh. Oh, anything else on that? Anything else on that, Ralph, before we get to uh, the second to last flashback? Uh, I, you know what? I, the more I think about this, the more I, I like the Raft stuff maybe best in this episode. Like, I could talk about the Raft stuff. The Raft is the most, like, it's like a main story. The Raft is actually, I think you spend more time looking at the Raft than we do in the Hatch. Yeah. You know, maybe near the well, end. Kind I mean, of. I, seriously, I could spend hours talking about the Raft. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, here we are at the flashback. The second, well, another hearing. We don't know how many they've had, but Susan has called off her legal team, her legal team. Mike deciding to be fair and just fine. I'll also stop my crackpot lawyer team. Right. <laughs> crackpot or, or crackerjack? What are you trying to do here? Is <laughs> a team of lawyers or lawyers? Yeah, that, that would not be that would not be crackpot. That would be crackerjack. <laughs> it's all perspective for the price. Crackpot. <laughs> okay you wouldn't believe how much i pay him <laughs> the deal i can't afford not to use him i'm losing money if i'm not having him <laughs> he's that great of a lawyer mr Sam. <laughs> so. but mike decides you know what i'll call him off <laughs> it's fine it's fine if you're calling off your lords it's only fair mm-hmm. no it, it's, it's a personal talk between susan and mike um and she, she admits, I brought it up earlier, that Mike will win in court if it goes to court, but she wants to know why Mike is trying so hard. And Mike repeats the phrase he always replies, Walt is my son. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, right? Susan agrees. You know, he's your son, but, you know, Mike, you're on disability, you have financial issues, you're soon to be evicted, right? Which, yeah. I mean, fair enough, if you're not financially stable. And it's a it's, it's dangerous to advocate if you're not financially stable yourself. And she warns him, you know, you should care about yourself before you even worry about trying to take care of Walt. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe try chasing your dreams of art. You can never trace your dreams of art while having Walt. But Mike still doesn't want to give up, right? He's, I'll just do both. I'll do it all. I'll be the everyman. But Susan pushes Mike that he has to let go. Cause, and she finally appeals to this. It's what's best for Walt. Right? Yeah, it's what's. But I think it's the first time she actually made this argument to Mike. It's what's best for Walt. Maybe she did it in the first bottle episode. You know, she did. Uh, I I do. I'm okay. pretty sure she did. Yeah. Okay. Well, she uses it here again. Uh, it seemed pretty effective because then she whips out the papers, and Mike looks at them, and we can't tell if he's quite signed them yet. It's it's kind of assumed he did, and we tell later on by the later flashbacks he totally signed the papers there. So yeah. 
how do you feel that Mike finally signed the papers here? Do you think Susan played him dirty, kind of? So here's here's the thing. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind, including mine, including Michael's, that he, Walt would be better off living with Susan than living with Michael. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind. Nobody could argue otherwise. My my problem is how is it better for Walt to not know his father when his father is someone who seemed willing and desires to be part of Walt's life? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, this is not a deadbeat father. You know, this is not somebody who this is not, as far as we know, an abusive fa- father or an abusive partner. Like this, is, this is not someone who you need to strive to keep your child away from. Yeah, he sounds like he sounds like a. What's that? I can't think of the word. He, there's nothing wrong with Michael that would not let him want to see his kid, and he, he seems yeah. really caring about Walt. Very there, caring. There are, every time. there are plenty of fathers who, I would not say this about. There are plenty of fathers who I'd say, yeah, you got to get that kid as far away from the father as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a, that's a different story. That's not what this is. So my, I really question Susan's motivation here and her logic, for that matter. Like, I'm not sure why she thinks it's better for Walt not to know her father at all. Or his father, I'm sorry. His father at all. It might be... Also, I don't really know how divorce, you know... But it might be selfishness. Like, she doesn't want to have to interact with Mike. She doesn't want to have to deal with that, right? She'd rather just have Walt for herself, right? She doesn't want the headache of, okay, fine, you can have... Like, Walt will visit you for blank amount of time or you can come and see Walt like that's that's something she just doesn't want to deal with you know what Mike barely gets to see Walt as is now because I've been taking care of him I just I, I just want to leave. he does he, he barely knows him what's the point he's grasping his really? he barely knows him because you took him to I, know, I know I'm just saying, I'm trying to say like Susan's point of view here right right I'm with you I'm, I, I think Mike should be able to see this guy I think it's I think what Susan's doing is like super unfair right yeah not letting I, him I mean, I feel like there should have been some sort of compromise made here where, you know what, Mike, you, he, he can know who you are and you can see him in for, I don't know, you can you can come to... You wherever, get five minutes a week. No. I don't know, but it adds wherever, up. Come to wherever we are for two weeks every year and spend a whole, the whole two weeks, he can spend the whole two weeks with you. And then for another two weeks every year, he can come stay with you. So, so for four weeks of the year, you get to be with your son. Like, I, I, I feel like how, how does anybody lose in that situation? Including Walt. Like, I, I, I feel like the fact that they, I mean, Walt was calling Brian, Brian, he wasn't calling him dad. So Walt knew that Brian was not his real father. So, I mean, eventually he's going to want to know about his father. And not only did Susan have him sign his rights away, but she, you know, she hid all the letters from him. Like I, there's, I, I feel like maybe there's something more to this that we just don't know yet. Uh, maybe Susan knew about Walt's powers and was trying to protect Michael. Maybe, um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's, something, maybe there was some, something nefarious about Michael that we haven't seen yet. So uh, the, I feel like there was something more and we just haven't seen it yet because I, I'm not sure why what's best for Walt is to never know his father when his father seems like 
a nice guy who wants to be involved in his kid's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Susan definitely seems like the bad guy here, or bad girl, I guess. Uh, she she's pretty unreasonable about it. I wonder if she gave Mike a cash settlement. Evolved. Can you do that legally? Can I like pay? <laughs> Can I pay someone off? Like, is that is that allowed? I don't know. Let's see. Why not? You probably can. Mike should have negotiated himself a nice uh, paycheck. But, uh, maybe he did. Maybe, why maybe he did. Yeah, maybe why he paused it and show us. Maybe we'll see that in a different flashback. <laughs> Him yeah. walking around post waltz, rich as can be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a sad sight to see, and the next flashback's even sadder. Yeah, that, eventually. that one's heartbreaking. Well, we're here in the hatch, and I think you'll love. Uh, what we see in the hatch here. I mean, I think you loved it in general. Oh my god, I wanted, I wanted it so bad. You're talking about the Apollo bar, right? Oh, of course. Well, yeah, the Apollo bar, everything in general, in the pantry. <laughs> the Kate's so we're here with Kate. She's tied up. She's enclosed. Of course, though, Kate's a fugitive. She's an expert at breaking out. She's done it before. She'll do it again, and that's what she does. She does it again. She manages to get out of her bracing, whatever, whatever's tied her hands. She's cut it off with the pocket knife turns on the lights and she sees where she and it's kind of a it's a magical moment when she looks around the pantry for a bit right how did you feel mr sal being around the pantry looking around i was like wow this is like boy she hit the jackpot here this is she she must be so excited and the fact that she only took some candy bars that's 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 a bad that's a rookie mistake kate oh <laughs> uh, yeah it, it wonders why she didn't just start scarfing down food, but Kate does know, you know, she's in like a kind of a, you know, this, this situation where there's a man gun pointing of, and so maybe her hunger is not quite there, but she does seem to really enjoy that chocolate bar, that Apollo bar. Mm-mm-mm. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's she... off this planet. Some could even say to the moon. <laughs> but she uh-huh. enjoys it. Pocket some. Uh, but up the vent she goes. She decides to get into the vent, and her journey uh, starts now in terms of seeing what goes on. So we're still in the, we're still down in the bunker in the hatch. We're in the kitchen area, and Locke and Desmond are talking. Locke's explaining their situation, and Desmond's kind of questioning, listening, you know, trying to f- assess the situation at hand. Uh, and. So Desmond makes sure, okay, so it's from LAX, you guys went from uh, Sydney to LAX, and Locke's like, yes, yes, we did. And Desmond seems surprised that they're all still out there. That's how he puts it, huh? He's surprised that they're still all out there. I thought he said, I didn't think he said, uh, you're all still out there, they're all still out there. I thought he said the world's still out there. That's what I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he's still surprised that the world's out there. Right. So we don't know how long he's been in there. We saw him in Jack's flashback, and we don't know if any sort of brain damage has happened to him. But he's surprised. He doesn't seem to have gone crazy. At least there's nothing quite to tell us that he's gone crazy. So there's. I, I'm trying to. I tried to figure out. I, I really don't. I really can't. Like how long ago Jack saw him? Yeah. It, it, and listen, that's super long. That's before he got married. But I mean, we don't know how old Jack is, but. 
can't be super young as a doctor, right? Like when you first, you know, finally become no, like a like surgeon. The you're going to be as a, as a practicing surgeon with that kind of responsibility. Is Late twenties, like, yeah, 30s probably. I mean, we're, we're talking like twenty nine, like so yeah, at the earliest, yeah, yeah. So, so assuming that he saw Desmond when he was, we could say twenty nine if we want. I don't think Jack is forty yet. No, so it's got to be within half a decade, about yeah. Um, Roughly speaking, so it's about five years of roughly. Mm-hmm. We don't, yeah, but besides that, you know, we don't. So there's about a five year gap we estimate. Yeah. You know, still, so we don't know, how, but even that, that's a long time. We don't know how he ended up here. Do you remember why Desmond was running the stadium? Whatever. Yeah. He said he was going to, he, he was going to run around, he was going running around the world. He said he was running around the world. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, I think that's what his reasoning was. How does one run around the world? Well, here, I'll, I'll get his exact words real quick. If you moment. Because I, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, there are oceans you have to cross. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, maybe you could swim the, the Alaskan, the the distance between Alaska and Russia. I don't know, but. I'm not sure how you cross the Atlantic. I definitely know he's practicing for a race around. Maybe he was being a real wise guy and he was just going to run around the North Pole or the South Pole. It's not, it's not left here in the wiki why he was running around. But I know he said something to that effect of running around the world. Okay. So, interesting. Huh. So, I, wonder, oh. I guess I, I, I really wonder how much... Desmond knew about this island when he saw Jack. Mm-hmm. That's a big know? deal. Yeah. Did did he know Jack was going to end up there? Like, does this is this all planned? I mean, did or he just happenstance? Yeah. Did he know he was going to end up there? Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I want to know. It's it's so interesting. So, so that, that's part of it. We'll, we'll figure out time goes on. Is this happenstance or is this some um, uh, destined? Uh, was it destined like without either of their controls? Like, was there an outside party acting out on this? Uh, was Desmond in on this? Right. We, we we can definitely safely guess Jack wasn't in on this. He didn't know. <laughs> so, uh, definitely question marks. So, question marks in that effect on uh, why Desmond's here. And we, we don't quite know why Desmond's here. But all we know is he's surprised uh, the world's still around, kind of. He's like, oh, yep. he's still out there? Okay. He's surprised the world's still around? He's surprised that nobody's gotten sick. Yeah. So, uh, so Locke asks for Desmond's name. Desmond does tell him his name. So, he's not super unreasonable. And he tries to get Desmond to unarm himself, but he's he's not doing that. Uh, <laughs> we learn more, he, he tells Desmond more about the survivors. Just forty three before left on a raft. Desmond laughs at that when he sees that four left on a raft. See, this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Locke also questions about the simulated sunlight. So here's where we learn like that's you know, for sunlight purposes, but. Desmond Moore wants to know how many of his group members have gone ill, right? Yep. And Locke says no one, but he questions the quarantine symbol on the hatch, and I'm or the word quarantine on the hatch. And I think I know that's a question you're probably wondering. Rousseau's talked about this illness or an illness. Yep. Desmond brings it up. We know Desmond gives himself some sort of shots that are look super spooky uh, that I would not want to give myself. So. Oh, is there an illness? Seems like there is. What kind of Ill- what, what is this illness? Yeah, I don't know. Do they have it? I, how do they know if they don't? I mean, what is it? Quite. 
kind of know it led Russo to have to kill her group members, but you know, it, it, we we don't quite understand it. And I mean, Russo saw them not too long ago, and she didn't I guess, deem any of them ill enough to need to be killed. So I don't. I know. So I, I we don't know, but they get interrupted. A beep comes through the speakers, and do you remember this beep, Mister Sal? Yeah, right, right in the very beginning. Exactly. Of the I'm, I'm glad you did. Good. So it's the very first beeping that happened in the very uh, first episode. Okay, that's good. So we we see Kate is still in the vent. Uh, they so they show her that she's still moving around the vent, and Desmond makes oh, picks up Locke and he moves over to another location, and he tells Locke to sit at the computer and type exactly as he says, right. Mm-hmm. And he makes him type the numbers. So Locke says that he hasn't seen one of these in over 20 years. Mm-hmm. This, that helps to show how old this hardware is, too. Yeah. Right. So, that, yeah. That, so this... this uh, also, pins is... Must be around 20 years old. Well, that, that but that's when the lifespan of this died out, right? Maybe this was... This seems to be very cutting edge. It would not surprise me if this is even older. Because remember, that's the last time Locke saw it, right? That's right. when it was at the end of his lifespan. So when when did this first come out? Okay. Right. So maybe 30, 40 years ago. Okay. That's an even better estimate because you know that because that's the end of when Locke saw one. Right. I don't think we should go by that. We should go by probably when they first came out. I guess. I mean, yeah, twenty years before this would be like nineteen eighty five. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's like, there wasn't much in the way of computing in nineteen eighty five. You're right. <laughs> at least not much that a, a toy store clerk would have seen. Yeah. So. so. So, no. but fair enough. So, but more than twenty years ago, we can see this was built, probably safely. So, it gives us a time frame a bit for the hatch. We already suspected it was kind of old based on the machinery already. But Block help gives us some exposition. Not as good as Sawyer, but gives us some exposition nonetheless. <laughs> and uh, he has to type the numbers on the keyboard. So at this point, and this was flashed a timer that's ticking down. It's about two minutes something, and it's ticking down. Yes. And Desmond demands you know, and tells him the numbers to press down. How how did you feel? So before he hits the execute button, how did you feel about him typing the number? What, what, what's going through your head now that he's typing these numbers into the computer? Oh, well, I'm fixated on does Locke already know these numbers? Because I've, I've really, really... And do you think Locke already knows the numbers? I do. Like I, I've said for a while that I think Locke knows who Hurley is. And he knows that he won the lottery with these numbers. And when he saw these numbers on the hatch, that's why he was he became so obsessed with the hatch. Okay. That's that's my theory, my crackpot theory, not cracker jack theory. Cracker jack theory. I think it's a better one, but okay. <laughs> okay. Uh so so that's my thinking that, that he he recognizes these numbers. Um, you know, the fact that he keeps calling Hurley Hugo, uh leads me to down that road a little bit deeper. So I, I really do believe that. So I think that that's probably why he hesitated to push execute. Mm-hmm. So and he hesitates to push execute. Yes, exactly. And he hesitates yeah. judgment, you know, really mm-hmm. barking down, uh, barking him down to do so. Yeah. So he hits execute. Now, I, I also wondered if hitting execute after typing these numbers is what sends that transmission that Danielle and her team picked up. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The transmission of like the 16 year transmission. Okay. But but I don't think so because doesn't didn't Danielle change that transmission? She to... did change that transmission. Yeah. She used to broadcast the numbers. She changed it 
and it just goes on loop because they, they heard it back and forth back and forth so unless they're resetting that like hour and eight minute loop and that's what i'm going to ask you next so is it notice? an hour and eight minutes or is it 108 minutes uh i took it as 108 minutes okay so but mr Stella, do you know significant about that yeah those the, that's what the numbers add up to yes exactly so actually i don't know is that 108 yeah i remember now that's 108 minutes or an hour eight hour eight it's 108 minutes actually no actually i'm positive it's 108 not an hour eight that'd be ridiculous what a, what a ridiculous notion yeah no. i'm pretty <laughs> I'm sure joking. you're right I, th I think it is 108 no, right. yeah it's 108 no, minutes. i don't but, think there's a colon between the one and the zero no no but so let's talk about this 108 minute timer that's just been reset because mm -hmm. punching numbers we saw in the premiere episode that Desmond, the beeping goes on, he's at the computer, you see him press the execute button, the beeping stops. Now, we didn't get to see the numbers or what he was typing exactly, but we can maybe go on a hunch that maybe he's typed these numbers and it caused this timer to reset. And if that's the case, is he typing in these numbers every, you know, within every 108 minutes to reset this timer? That's what I. That's the impression I got. But then the question is, of course, Mister Sal, why is he doing that? Right. What happens if the timer gets to zero? Why does he need to reset the timer? And why do they need a person to reset the timer? Yeah. So, if they have a timer, I mean, surely you could just set it up so that way the timer resets itself. I mean, what's what's going on here? Right. What is this? Very interesting, Mister Sal. Yeah, it is. Hmm. I, was, I was, my interest was peaked. Interest in the yeah, one oh eight. That's the addition of the numbers. So, yeah, and I did yeah. So oh yeah, we talked about that last episode. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. The addition of the numbers is one oh eight. Key thing to remember, so on and so forth. So, uh, we have Desmond after Locke punches in these numbers. We have Desmond using the mirror system. So last episode we talked about you know that whole mirror system and whatnot. So he's using the mirror system to spy on Jack. And to see what he's doing as he's entering into the his his dungeon, right? <laughs> and he's questioning Locke a bit. You know, he learns that his name's Jack. He's a doctor. And Desmond can also see that Jack is armed. Yeah. So uh, Desmond starts playing that music that we heard last episode. Uh, and threatens Locke. You know, hey, keep quiet. We then also get to see Kate's perspective. She sees Jack, and I think for the, a good chunk of this, we see it from Kate's perspective now. She yep. sees Jack and tries to yell for him, but Jack can't hear due to the music, so yep. can't hear Kate. And then uh, Jack stumbles upon Locke, and we see that whole encounter, Locke, Jack, and Desmond's encounter through Kate's perspective. She, you know, when, when Desmond shoots the warning shot, almost shoots Kate. <laughs> it's yep. a little interesting. Or she, I don't know if he shot the vent or if it went through the vent, but he shot a bullet, scared Kate, but... We see it through Kate's eyes, and it's the same scene, and it's Jack uh, recognizing Desmond. But that's it. We're, that's where we leave it. We don't get any more past that. Mm -hmm. So, for better or for worse, we still get more information about the hatch. Yep. But we have still no resolution from last episode. That's, still that's fine. Okay. I have no problem. It's fine. Because maybe we'll get resolution next episode. Who knows? Right? It's not like they gave us nothing. Like, oh, gave... yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. They gave us a lot. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you're, you're going to get more answers next episode. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get some more. Yeah, I'm very excited. I, th this season is so exciting to me. 
So, but that's the that's the end of the hatch for now. Yep. And for the whole for the rest of the episode. Yep. Back to the raft. Uh, right now the raft boys are sad boys, Mister Sal. They're, <laughs> they're they're very sad. Uh, Sawyer. What's it? They see a raft piece. Like the, yep. they call it the pontoon, and so he tries to bring him closer. Mike demands, you know, he tells Sawyer to stop, but Sawyer keeps going anyway, and he kind of starts breaking apart the raft they're on, and Sawyer falls off. Yeah. And there's not enough room left on the raft, so Sawyer tells Mike, "Hey, you shoot the shark. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for it. Right? I'm gonna go for it. You shoot the shark. <laughs> eh, you know, whatever. It's just a simple. It's a simple shoot the shark uh, mission, <laughs> and right. uh, they do it." Mr. and Mr. Sal, I'm gonna ask. Well, I'll, I'll actually I'll leave that. I'll leave that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, talk, we'll we'll leave it there. Actually, <laughs> okay. But we'll leave that for another episode. So, <laughs> so they he shoots the shark. Uh, they get to the pontoon. Everything's all hunky dory, right? And this is kind of like the resolution of now they've worked together. Uh, now they're friends again. You know, in terms of yeah. So. Yeah, they're on the pontoon, and then we have the final flashback. Mr. Sal. Yeah? Did you have tissues? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I did. And I, I, and I, oh, this is bad. <laughs> did, did you, did you welp a little? Oh, yeah, for sure. A little, okay. I didn't, because I don't have a kid. I think, you know, <laughs> it's ridiculous, quite frankly. Yeah. Just, you know, get over it. <laughs> it's terrible. Okay. it's terrible we have the flashback Mike's out on a bench waiting Susan comes with a little little Walt like oh, a little wee thing Susan is also late too which kind of might speak a little bit to <laughs> how she feels for uh I, I think it's kind of telling that she's late to this yeah they're, I... they're taking their flight so but Susan's late here Mike's gonna see Walt and Mike is so happy to see Walt he has like a bear card he has the stuff to give to her uh, Susan tries to get Walt to say hello, but he, you know, he doesn't speak. He's a little shy, as young children tend to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike gives him a good old fashioned heart to heart. You know, they won't see each other for a while, uh, but don't worry, Walt. They'll take good care of you. And uh, I mean, <laughs> it's really sad. You know, you're gonna have a great life. Mm-hmm. Your mommy will take good care of you. Brian will take good for- care of you. And no matter where you go, I, I know I'll always be your daddy. No, he says I want you to know. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He never that, says I'm your daddy. He well, says your yeah. daddy will always care yeah. for you. So if you back it way up, right in the beginning when he introduces himself, he doesn't know how to introduce himself. Which he is does, like, yeah, he pauses a lot. He says, "Hey, little man." That's heartbreaking enough. Well, I don't. Like, I can't call you that. Yeah. So, so that that's that's heartbreaking enough. But then he says, "I want you to know that your daddy." loves you very very much and i always will always. <laughs> so so it's like he he's he's gonna make sure he gets that in there and the, i mean for, first of all like th- this got to me because this is something that i say to my kids like every night this <laughs> is uh, the the and i always will part you know so like that 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 got me but the the idea that you like, got to susan yeah, I know. I mean, it, it's 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 so heartbreaking. I, I don't keep saying it's heartbreaking, but it is because 
Walt doesn't know what's going on. Uh, this is, this is yeah, very, that's the saddest part. Like, well, very, doesn't remember this. Very one-sided. This reminds me a lot of you know Nora with Lily on the playground. Um, he doesn't know what's going on. It's just this some dude, some random dude that's that's telling him that he loves him and, and why, you know. But um, you don't know how much prep Susan has done for this. She probably hasn't told him anything, you know. Uh, but you know that. It, it it was it was rough. It was rough to watch. And by the way, you you glossed over it, but you did recognize that Mike gives him a polar bear, right? Oh, whoa! A polar bear? <laughs> no, Mr. Sal. No. Well, I mean, okay, if he's in polar bear, but I don't see the the importance in that. That's like saying he's wearing a red shirt. I mean, what's so important <laughs> about him getting a polar bear? <laughs> <laughs> So, but are you really I, on this polar bear theory that uh, oh, some of the polar bear is that is that a theory you're still going with? Absolutely, <laughs> I know, I know, it's a very good theory to be going with. Yeah. So, so that, but that, I, I love that because that kind of tells you that this did have an impact on Walt. That it, I, I don't think it was just the fact that he was reading a comic book about polar bears. I think that that walt this card influenced walt even if he doesn't remember mike all that much it wasn't i'm not talking about the card i'm talking about the stuffed animal like the the plush which which has a polar which is a polar bear it's a white bear you know so so the idea that maybe he's attracted to that comic book because it has a polar bear because he has a thing for polar bears because it's the one thing he has from his father you know oh man uh, it, it gets to me uh, may, or maybe susan just took the polar bear away from, and, and never <laughs> to him. so you know, maybe yeah. she took the trash on the way out i don't and know that's a big question i had too because um mike asks susan to like hey make sure you get the stuff and susan says yeah but we also know susan didn't look walt read the letters make sense so yeah exactly that's it so but but i do love this polar bear connection too so yeah this this flashback did it for me for sure Glad you enjoyed it. Uh, uh, a side question being, seeing how Walt is very young, uh, is it worth taking a kid to a vacation like a like Disney World, Disneyland, like a two year old? No, I mean I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> Reasonable individual as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's that. Uh, you, you should if you don't live that close to Disneyland or Disney World, you shouldn't be traveling that far, especially if it's by plane. Moving, yeah. on. moving on the golden rule of the podcast you can't take you can't take transport like that if you have super young children that oh happen. well this is like this is he's 14 months oh yeah, oh, yeah. Th- this is fine if you've got to go internationally and you live there right fine this this is reasonable right fine exceptions yep. have to be made susan i'll give you an exception to the rule yeah i'm not going to condemn her for this but actually i i applaud her for this because she is giving Mike the opportunity to see him, <laughs> but you can't like you can't go on vacation all that often on planes. Okay, you can't do that when you have a kid that young. Just it's just you just give up that right. Okay, I mean you they, just give gonna, up that right. You're not going to remember it. <laughs> that, I mean that's the big part too. It's like a waste of money and effort. Yeah. I feel yeah. like uh, sometimes kids get in for free for certain things. I don't think it's Disney Disneyland Disney World. Disney makes enough money. They don't like, they don't have to let you in for free. They can be like, hey, we'll charge you still. Why? <laughs> <laughs> maybe they let you in for free if they're being nice i don't know i don't know either they're all prerogative but you know what we do know it's the raft it's the sunrise and this is the real sad boy time 
this is it, right? Yep. So he was waking up. Mike is crying, right? And he's even, like, this is the he's going through the stages of grief, and I think now he's finally hit acceptance, right? So I think this is, this is one of the uh, moments where I think it's important to note that that flashback we just saw is probably what he was just thinking about, which is why he's crying. It, yep, he had the big, because we saw the end of that flashback, he did finally start tearing up, right? It looked like he was about to welt up, and at the very end, he's yep. tearing up once they're walking away, understandably. Yep. Now, over here, he's bawling, so, and even bigger yep. sad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like I, he's remembering losing Walt once, and he just can't stand the idea of losing him again. Mm-hmm. And at least losing him that one time was a bit, you know, uh, I think he'd rather lose Walt that way than this way. Sure. So uh, that's a lot scarier of a way to lose Walt. I mean, yeah, I see like way more times. So yeah, so he's 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 you know he can't control himself. Sawyer wakes up, and he's also you know, as one might say, the sad. So it's 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 it just it's just some sad people on a pontoon. Yep. Uh, and Mike admits that he blames himself. He should have never brought him on the raft. And, I agree. And so there you go. So it looks like I was right all along because Mike he, he pled guilty. Okay. Didn't have to plead guilty, but he pled guilty. So. All right. If only his lawyer, his, you're his lawyer, yourself only told him to shut his mouth. <laughs> he could have could have walked free, but. He took the guilt. No, he he feels bad. I mean, now I think he's just going through grief, and now he's he's blaming himself for everything. I don't think he can blame himself for that, but he does. But oh, he can definitely blame himself for that. This raft was a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't think that. I think with hindsight, the raft's a terrible idea. In the moment, I don't think the raft's a terrible idea. Uh, my my foresight was working pretty well. I think. We also know that this show goes for six seasons. You also know when they first landed on the island that they were not going to get out that quickly. <laughs> they're sitting there with hope like maybe we can get off and like no 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 hunker down yep i was wondering if you ever get stranded on an island you would go i've watched lost before i know how this goes and you start claiming you're like mine 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 it is sawyer tactic yeah probably looting the fuselage so um but anyway he blames himself but he also gives that a kicker that he's confident that he will get him back, right? I will get Walt back. Yeah. Powerful words to say. I don't know how much of that's in his control, but bad for them. They can see the island, and as Sawyer calls it, home. Yep, we're home. Mr. Sal probably agrees with that statement. I do. <laughs> so, they're home. Uh, Now, we see them when they wash up. They're, I mean, Sawyer's like on his knees, they're probably very happy to finally be ashore i imagine the stress and everything about being out in the you know what could have been in the ocean for that long and that exhausted and that wet that cold be really nice but their their nice short comfortable break is short-lived because they hear a gin screaming huh. and he is tied up he's got like a bamboo rod but he's, he's tied up and he's running he's yelling and they can't understand what gin's saying no, uh, but they they go and they untie Jin, and all all Jin can utter out in English is others, 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 and they look over, and they see some people that seem a bit armed. They do seem a bit armed. I wonder. I wonder who those could be. Perhaps someone who does not belong to their group. Some others. Perhaps they are the others. <laughs> That would make sense. So it looks like Jin was captured by the others. 
But Very interesting, and probably now, I mean, Sawyer, Jin, and Michael are not looking like they're going to escape the others. Maybe they will. We'll have to see you next episode how it goes for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, before I say that, let me. I, I will tell you. Okay, you will get to see, um, Michael. So you will see more on the hatch. I'll say we'll we'll move past in time now. Okay. Okay. So we're we're gonna see more on the hatch. We're gonna see more on uh, Michael Sawyer and Jin. Okay. I mean, spoiler alert: they're not immediately getting back to the others, if ever. I'll tell you that. Like, it's not next episode. They're going back to the, not the others. To the the survivors, yes. They're with the others now, and uh, you know what? I'm not going to tell you who it's a bottle episode on. You're not. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I told you this season. I'm going to start. You know, I'll I'll pick and choose when I tell you. I think I'm going to exercise that ability. I'm not going to tell you whose bottle episode this is. This is ridiculous. Oh, do you want to know? <laughs> I mean, I can figure it out pretty easily. You think you figure it out? There's no way we'll figure this one out. Are you going to tell me the title of the episode? Oh, yeah, the title of the episode, Orientation. Orientation, that's right. I'm going to say it is a Kate episode. Interesting. Okay. Well, you'll find out when you watch the episode. Uh, possibly another another one you'll like. I think, I, I think if you liked these two, you'll like the next one. It's a lot more I the same thing. I these two. It's a lot more of a, a lot more of a flashback, hatch, uh, formerly raft boys. So, a formula that seems to be kick, you know, scratching that itch for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how the the user rating on IMDb for this one is almost a full point lower than the season premiere. I don't, I don't like the lost user ratings. Listen, listen, it's just how. Here, here's what I'll tell you, right? Yeah. No, actually, I don't know. <laughs> the episode I quit on, I think, got too high of a rating. Okay. So, I mean, that, that, that's something for that, right? I, I don't trust these ratings. These these people that watch Lost, pff, they know nothing. Yeah, because, I mean, this one is rated 8.4, whereas... Oh, my God, like, yeah, that is so much lower than 9.2. What? It's, it's racism, man. But this one is 8.4. <laughs> it's it's racism, man. man. Versus 9.2 for the premiere. It's like, Jack gets an artificial inflation. Although, I, that episode was fantastic. I, I, I don't the want to take it. was fantastic. Yeah, I'm not going to say Jack artificially inflated it. but yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the 9.2 was unwarranted. I'm saying the 8.4. 8.4 is unwarranted. Yeah, oh, yes, certainly. These people just, I mean, they just missed all of it. They, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Despicable. Your app, do me a favor. On your app. Yes. What was the character people liked most? I want you to guess. Michael. That's what you would think, isn't it? <laughs> if it's Sawyer That's, that's what Locke. I said. I said, Michael, he is 12% of the vote. <sighs> Sawyer is 75% of the Sawyer, vote. Sawyer is a fan favorite. <laughs> People are happy to see Sawyer. Uh, look, I, Sawyer would be my number two pick for sure. <laughs> but, but come on. Come on. I mean, yeah, come on. People, people are just picking their favorites now. Yeah. Now looking at the scope of the episode, or Locked or they pick them if they are dead. I I do love that homage that this app has. What's the name of the app? Oh, uh, TV time. TV time. If a character dies, everyone votes up the character that dies. Also, this is this is hysterical. Okay, the the emotions that you can express are happy, confused, sad, scared, frustrated, shocked, excited, bored. Okay, so. 
shocked and excited are almost always number one and two in some order. Okay, so forget about those. Like it's almost always shocked and excited, number one, number two. It, they flip flop those two sometimes. Okay, what do you suppose the next highest emotion? I mean, I think it's supposed to be sad about what happened. That's now I I said sad. I did not say happy, but fourteen percent of people said happy. That is yeah, see, that's what I mean. Should be sad. Well, how do people feel yeah. unhappy? They're like Sawyer, Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is it's a Sawyer chanting party they're like boo we're Sawyer they left Sawyer we saw this already in Jack's perspective boo yeah. Sawyer Sawyer yeah what are these flashbacks I'm also that's not, not sure how you rate Jin ahead of Kate and John Lock. I mean I mean Jin's literally I think I think you could hear him in the beginning and then you see him at the end the end that's there's... it Desmond, See, yeah, I, Desmond was third. I understand. That's I understand fine. Desmond. Des, 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 yeah, because yeah, he's an interesting. He's a new character. He's an interesting character, right? He, yeah. There's a lot of mystery behind him. We know more than Loki would in another character in his shoes just because of Jack's flashback alone. Yeah. Fine. That's interesting. Kurt, I think we need to wrap up every episode with the TV time check-in. I do. I do like a TV time check-in. <laughs> I, I always love. I always love the TV time check-in. Yeah, uh, it's a good. It's a good way to wrap up. Every episode, we got to do it on the leftovers too, because I, I, we haven't done it as much on the leftovers. I don't think. No, we've done it a, a fair amount. I take we've, that. We've done it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. I hope it can be a tradition now. Uh, that being said, have you been swayed? Are you going to give it a ten, Mister Sam? I'm not going to give it a ten. Uh, the, the only reason I'm not going to give it a ten is actually. Well, no, I just um. He's, he's scavenging. You see that he's he he's, he's scrambled. He's trying to find a reason not to give it a no, ten. It, you know, in in thinking back on the flashbacks, I I think my my nine rating of the flashbacks is based solely on the last flashback. <laughs> I mean, and it's just to find the means, Mister Cell, right? A I nine guess. to nine. No the rest. How... I think the rest of the flashbacks are not great. <laughs> uh, okay. The last one is fantastic. Yeah. It's but, a great, it's a great scene, but okay, yeah. fair so, enough. But I do think I'm going to rate this one ahead of Man of Science, Man of Faith. Okay, wow. So we start season two off not running but sprinting, right? Great start, best oh, start, yeah. best best episode yet. And I'm worried if it's going to be topped off. And immediately, Man of Science, Man of Faith looks over to the left. A drift sprinting even faster by, a faster, a faster run. Yeah. A stronger run. Can orientation yeah. I, keep up the speed? I don't know. I mean, I just I love everything that goes on on the on the raft between Sawyer and Michael. It's so good. The last flashback is is fantastic. And then th- this is what clinches it for me. I think this is why I would give this uh, a higher. This is why I'm going to rank this ahead of Man of Science, Man of Faith. I think that what happens in the hatch this time is more interesting than what happened in the hatch last Definitely. time. Definitely, you you learn more, and it, yeah. it's purposeful. But yeah, you learn more, and I would agree. I think this episode is better. It, yeah. it, you you get a lot more. Uh, don't get me wrong. In a sense, man of faith, great episode, and a lot it's of great, yeah. you know, factor. Yeah. But here, yeah. yeah, we see a lot more. We learn about the raft boys, and it's great. Next episode, orientation, and you learn about. Some other character. Who could it be? You think it's Kate? Maybe I it is. Kate. Spooky. Find out next week. Uh, anything else, Mister Sal? No, this is this is exciting stuff, though. I really season two is has been 
awesome. It only I, goes I, downhill from here. So, I'm happy. <laughs> no, it doesn't go downhill from here. But I'm yeah. happy you enjoyed it, and I hope the listeners enjoyed it. And in fact, if you did, five stars would be appreciated. Share the podcast uh, with anything, anyone. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, you can email us. I said earlier, shopperspodcast at gmail.com. And that seems uh, to be it. Mr. Sal. Yes. Mm, say a word in German. <laughs> uh, Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs>